Um, there's been so much going on today. I, I was telling Barry, you know what? We just need to, after, after all that has happened, you know, we could go home and be satisfied, right? Yes? Maybe? But guess what? You get to listen to African today. The Lord didn't let me off the hook. So I'm going to have to bring it. The worship team did great, didn't they? They brought the presence. And they took us into his presence. And one thing that I was seeing during worship was this. Because uh, <clears throat> I always have, I've gotten into this habit of asking the Holy Spirit, what are you doing right now in the room? What is in your heart that you're doing? And one thing that he brought up was the story of Elijah. And the hand, the size of a cloud. And I said, Lord, why am I seeing that right now? So, uh, thank you, Dean. <laughs> that's what Holy That's what Holy Spirit translates. <laughs> you know, but here's the deal. <clears throat> so, how the Holy Spirit said, just the same way you see that small cloud, and Elijah told the servant, "Go tell Ahab to get ready, because the rain is coming." And how the Holy Spirit said, what has taken place this morning is the size of that cloud. So get ready because there is more coming. You know what I mean? There is more coming. What will it do for an outpouring, a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit? Amen? Because in these last days that we live in, it's, it's paramount and very important that we absolutely get baptized over and over again in Holy Spirit. Amen? So get ready. So get ready. So this morning, when I was asking, not this morning, but when I was asking the Father during the week, you know, what he wanted me to preach about, a words in his heart, really, not even just what I needed to preach about, words in his heart. The Father said, Holy Spirit, that's who's in my heart. And I, you know, unlike Dean, you know, I don't keep up with the date for the Jewish calendar. So I didn't know that it was Pentecost. I like it all. You know, so I said, okay, Father, you're obviously setting me up because I had no idea that this is supposed to be a time, Pentecost Sunday. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, Becky. Woo! Oh, my goodness, Lord. Oh, my goodness, Lord. Come on, Holy Spirit. Come on, Holy Spirit. Just tell them how much you love them. Just open your mouth and just tell them how much you love them. Because he's worth it. He's so worth it. He's so worth it. Holy Spirit, we love you. Holy Spirit, we cherish you. We cherish your presence. We cherish you living inside of us. And we just want to honor you this day, Holy Spirit. Because that's what is in the Father's heart. It's you, Holy Spirit. It's you, Holy Spirit. Mm. 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 (laughs) Oh, sweet Jesus, yes. 
umkrimba busi ndi kina labasa twa imkrindele usomkabundi bitindas just join me just join me in that just join me in that this morning umkrabosi tinda labakina biti rom kababosi ndi kina mbatenda labums kubutinda balawala umkrimba bosi tekina ndo robos mkandala batende la bakumbusho la mkabase tendelewa move holy spirit shaking us holy spirit shaking this place holy spirit Whew. amen amen you know one thing that i'm just humble by the man of the father loves us <laughs> the man of the father loves us in such a deep way that he said i'm going to give you my very own gift for my very own heart and his name is holy spirit What man of love is that? The God will give us God himself. Cuz the Holy Spirit is not an it. He's not a power. He is a person of the Godhead. Equal to the Father, equal to the Son. Who deserves due honor other than he's an it? I've heard that before. And this is not a word of rebuke. But I felt like the father wanted to bring into intention that he the Holy Spirit he's as important as the father's important. He's God who lives in us and he lives in the midst of us. Emmanuel, God in the midst of us. He's the one that Jesus said that he would never what? Leave us all cuz I'm not going to leave you as orphans. Because orphans do not have a dad or mom. But the father, who's so rich in love, saying, I want to show you how much I love you. So I'm going to pour into you the person of Holy Spirit. All man of love is this, that the father has towards us. that he will richly give us holy spirit himself if you're struggling in your mind about that part here's Jesus own words from Matthew 28:19 he says this this is towards the end when he was giving the disciples a commission and he say this therefore go make disciples of all the nations baptizing them in the name of the father and son and Holy Spirit so if you're struggling whether the Holy Spirit is equal as the Father himself there it is See Holy Spirit has a personality And the only way to get to know who he is and what he's like is to have an intimate relationship with him Paul over and over again said the communion of what The Holy Ghost, the communion. What is our word communion mean? 
fellowship. That means it's intimate. It's not distance. It's not afar. You're not dealing with an object. But you're dealing with a person that you need to have an intimate relationship with. That invites you into something greater than yourself. Here's what Jesus said about him in John 14. Starting from verse 16 through 17. He said, now ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. I just want to emphasize that part. Who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads you into all truth. Did he say some truth? Say all truth. All truth. All of it. And in First John, I can't remember what chapter, where John said, you know, that you no longer need who? Man to teach you, right? Because you're going to have who? The Spirit. Now, does that mean that the Holy Spirit will not use man to teach you? No. Because he dispenses the gifts according to how he pleases for the what? The encouragement and the building up of who? Yes. He's more than capable of handling us all by himself. But he wants us to share in his joy to see the church of Christ build up. So it's an invitation. Those gifts of the Holy Spirit is an invitation into this place with him so that you can actually see how he operates. And what is in his heart to see the body flourish and grow. So that the body of Christ may be set aside for the bridegroom to come. I take Holy Spirit like John the Baptist, you know. He doesn't really try to bring all the attention to himself. Just the way John the Baptist says, listen, I'm just a voice in the wilderness. There's one coming. The Holy Spirit continuously points you back to Jesus. Because every inheritance that we have in him, there's no way of being able to tap into it without him. No way. Jesus said, listen, I live now, and I know you're sad. But I'm not going to leave you alone. In another part, he says, I have so much more to say to you. But guess what? But right now, you cannot handle it. Your capacity to be able to receive what the Father fully has, you you don't have it right now. But... There's somebody else who's going to come later. And who's that? Holy Spirit. So that everything that is in Christ that we can have, we'll be able to handle it. Our salvation, we cannot have any salvation outside any other way without the Spirit of God. We're born into the kingdom by the Spirit of God. So from our birth, guess what? We are connected with the Holy Spirit all the way. You guys are tough today. <laughs> so I'll go on and he says, the world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him. 
and doesn't recognize him. But you do what? Know him because he lives with you now, but later he will be in you. So if you're a believer this morning, you already have Holy Spirit in you. I'm trying not to get into the manifestations of speaking in tongues or the, the gift of tongues. But I think there's a struggle that goes on in the church whether I have the Holy Spirit or not. There's a difference between when the Holy Spirit lives in you because you're born again. How can you be born again by the Spirit and not the Holy Spirit be in you? How's that even possible? It's crazy when we tell people because you don't speak in tongues and guess what? You're not, you don't have the Holy Spirit. How can you live the Christian life without him? How's that even a possibility? That's what Paul called the Galatians. Well, you guys are crazy. How can it be that which has begun by the spirit be completed in thee? So how is it that you tell somebody because you don't speak in tongues, so guess what? You don't have the Holy Spirit in you. Like somehow in their own effort is how they live in the Christian life. They will not be able to make it. It's impossible. It is impossible. But Jesus said what? What is impossible with man is? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm telling you. You know, there's just something that was in the Father's heart when he was telling me about Holy Spirit. That the, just the love between them. The love between the Holy Spirit and the Father. The love between the Son, the Father, and the Holy Spirit. is the union where we're created to actually be in. Jesus opened the gate. The Holy Spirit brings us in into this sweet fellowship of endless love that never ends. Goes on and on and on and on. You know, Becky preached about the garden, you know. What we lost in the garden. And what Jesus came back in the garden. The intimate fellowship with the Spirit of God is what we got disconnected from. That's, his, that's what Paul said. You were dead. You were dead until you were made alive by who? The Spirit. Beg you want to preach? Come on. Shake a boom, bam. Shake a boom, bam. But the joy that is in the Father's heart to give us the Holy Spirit, He gives us the Holy Spirit with joy. Did you know that? He doesn't give us like He's just straining to give it to give Him to us. He's a gift from the Father's heart. That the Father with absolute joy decided from before you was ever your idea to give him to you. <laughs> Whew. <laughs> Here's something that, that I love. This isn't saying over there. This is Paul. 
You know, he goes and he says, this Second Corinthians starting from uh, chapter 1, verse 22, he says this. And he has identified us as his what? Owned by placing who? In our, as the first what? That what does what? It, The guarantee is what? Some things. Everything that he has. So how do we get the promises without really being in fellowship with the Holy Spirit? Who tells us what the promises are and help us believe in our hearts until those promises are fully fulfilled? I'm telling you, that's what is in the Father's heart towards us. To give us Holy Spirit so that we can know that we are guaranteed to receive everything that he said. How important is Holy Spirit in our lives? How important is he to our lives? How can we afford not to really know him intimately? We can't not afford not to know him intimately. To fellowship with him. To commune with him. I'm going to show you some things here today. They're coming. Here's another good one. Okay. Romans 8, 26 through 27. And he says this. And... The what? The Holy Spirit helps us in our? We just stop right there. (laughs) Do you think that you get out of that trouble because you just have this resolve in you? (laughs) I wish that was true. That's the news out for you this morning. I wish it was true. But only Holy Spirit can get you out of those sticky situations. Only he can remind you of who you are even when you failed. He's like a, all the stuff people, you know, Holy Spirit's like Mr. Miyagi, you know. Wax in, wax out. Anybody watch Karate Kid? Wax in, wax out, and this little kid is going, what do you mean wax in, wax out? Why am I washing your car? What does this got to do with anything? Sometimes Holy Spirit is like, are you going, what, what, why am I even doing this? I remember reading through Leviticus. If anybody's read through Leviticus, and I'm gonna go, <laughs> oh my goodness, Jesus, I don't know what this is. I'm not even Jewish, Lord. Why am I reading this? I don't know anything about all these festivals and laws. And... But yet, in there, there's so many treasures that they're hidden that only the Holy Spirit can extract it and feed it to you. Anyways. It goes, for example, we do not know what God wants us to pray for. But what? But the Holy Spirit prays with us in what? Groanings that cannot be expressed with words. I mean, have you ever been in a situation where you just, I mean, either your body's in pain or you just in, just backed in a corner. And somehow you're like, oh, boom, da kasakata. 
And then the next thing, you know, something opened up. And you're like, whoa. I'm just saying. <laughs> you know, when I teach my students, man, they, they're always in for a ride. Like, was that English? Was that Swahili? I'd say it was a mixture of English, Swahili, and tribal language. And, and Holy Spirit language. Like, what was that for? But you got the problem, right? You understand what, how, what the problem, right? Yeah. Say no more. And it goes and says, and the Father who knows what? All hearts knows what? For the Spirit please for us believers in harmony with what? God's own will. We show us the Holy Spirit exactly knows what is in the Father's heart. He knows exactly the Father's will. And he pleads to the Father in our behalf that that will line up with the Father's will. Not in our own effort, but him positioning us so that we can actually receive that blessing. We'll receive that promise. Mr. Miyagi, all of us knew how to get that kid in position to win all those tournaments. And he won, even with one foot. Anyways, Lord help. Then he goes on to say in Romans 8, 14, he says, For who all who are by of God are? Are you led by the Spirit? Then you're a child of God. How much proof do we need? How important the Holy Spirit is. Okay. Jesus of all people was the first fruit, right? We say that this morning, the first fruits. Yes? So here's the first fruits, Jesus himself, as a core example of what? It's supposed to look like to walk in the Spirit and to walk with the Spirit. When, when the Holy Spirit came on Jesus, it was the Father approving Jesus as a who? As a son. Not a single miracle done. But he was just saying, you're my son and I'm so pleased with you. And he said, I'm so pleased with you. His Holy Spirit, who's going to be with you. So that you can fully understand the love that I have for you. So you're going to be able to hold the love that is in my heart for you. Then the spirit leads Jesus where? Yeah, sometimes things are, it's crazy. It's crazy what he does. Took him to the desert, to the wilderness. For 40 days, 40 nights. To be tempted. But when he comes out, he comes out in what? The power. Two different things. Yes? Okay, I'll let that sink in. I ain't got time to go through all of that in detail. But I just want to think about it. I'm going to let you think about that. Let's look at Luke eleven thirteen. It says this. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, right? How much more will your heavenly father 
Give the what? Holy Spirit to those who? Okay. I'll leave it there. If you don't think it's in the Father's heart to be generous, okay. This is, all, this is just own words. Right there. Now, here's something that I don't have time to get into all of it. But I want to recommend you to read John 14, 15, and 16. Okay? I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a teacher, so I'm giving an assignment. With grace. <laughs> Just go read it and ask. Ask the Holy Spirit really highlight what Jesus is really speaking about in there. And you'll be surprised and shocked the things that Jesus says. His last words before he gets crucified to his disciples. All concentrated in those three chapters. It's profound. Really profound. You know. So here's the last few verses I'd like to finish with. Amen. Which is this. You see, when you look in the New Testament, even look through the book of Acts, there's something that you see continuously flowing out. It's the activity of Holy Spirit himself. In a continuous way, like a continuous outpouring. All the way through, continuous outpouring. And he got to a point where in the book of Acts, the disciples were so familiar with him, they were in such fellowship with him, that they would start saying interesting things. Okay? And I'm going to read some of those things so that you can just hear the scriptures yourself. Okay? Let's look at Acts 8.29. It says what? The Holy Spirit said to Philip, go and walk along beside the carriage. You know the story. But who said it? Jesus or the Holy Spirit? It says the Holy Spirit said that part. Because sometimes we want to put Holy Spirit in the back burner thinking that, you know what? He, he's just relegated to just power. He's just relegated to mm, being an eight. But no, nothing personal. But they were so, Philip, who was filled with the Holy Spirit himself, was so in fellowship with him that when he heard the Holy Spirit speak, he responded. And he went and something miraculous happened. Okay. Ethiopian God preached it. Fellow African. Got the gospel. Acts 10, 19. It says, meanwhile, as Peter was puzzling over the vision, the Holy Spirit said to him, there we go again. The Holy Spirit said to him. Get the Holy Spirit said to him. Okay. Acts eleven twelve. The Holy Spirit told me to go with them and not worry that they were Gentiles. <laughs> Jesus said, it's better that I go away. Which sounds crazy. When you hear that statement that Jesus is making, it's better that I go away. So that the Father can send the gift that he really wants to send. So the Father wants to really let you know how important the Holy Spirit is. Not only to him, but to us. Because he speaks presently, continuously. And he's always encouraging us every single day. Okay. This is Acts 13 too. This is Barnabas and Saul. It says, one day as this man 
for worshiping the Lord and fasting. The Holy Spirit said, appoint Barnabas and Saul for the special work which I have called them. For the special work which I have called them. Who called them? Holy Spirit. Okay. Acts 15, 28. And it says, for it seemed good to who? To the Holy Spirit and us to lay no greater burden to you than these few requirements. And you know what the requirements are. But just think about that statement. It seemed good to the Holy Spirit and us. I mean, how, how do you know that without any fellowship with the Holy Spirit? How do you know that without having this intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit? So deep that you're so in tune with him. You're so one with him that when he says move, you move. It's the same emphasis that Jesus was telling Nicodemus, you know. And Nicodemus was having a hard time wrapping his mind. The Spirit comes and goes. So is what? Our lives. When you're in tune with the Holy Spirit, you end up in places you never would expect it. I'm just saying. You will. Like he'll put you in positions and you go, what am I doing here? But if you ask him, he will tell you, this is why you're here. And he will speak to you, give you a word of knowledge or whatever it is that he might want to give you for that particular person that is there. There's times the Holy Spirit's giving me words for my neighbors. And I go talk to them and I give them the word. Now it's like I have this reputation among the circle where I am. They say, oh, this guy, he's got like a direct line to God. You get any trouble, just go ask him. He'll pray for you. He knows he is God and he can tell you what. But I remember being resistant. And the reason I was a sick, because I'm coming from work. I'm tired. I just want to be home with the family. It's just too much. I don't want to do it, Lord. But that, but the Holy Spirit, man, he's persistent. He will hound you, man. He will hound him. He will poke on you until he says, okay, okay, okay. I've had enough poking. Let's go. <laughs> then you go give the word, and it's profound, and it changes the people's lives. And he goes on in Acts 16.6. It says, next Paul and Silas traveled through the air. Now we're going to pronounce that word. But I can't pronounce the other word. Phrygia. Like a refrigerator. Just kidding. Sorry. Phrygia and Galatia. Because the Holy Spirit, what? From what? Wait. Okay, who knows what will happen if they actually went for it without really being in tune with the Holy Spirit telling them, you need to back away. In another part, somebody else say, hey, listen, Holy Spirit told me, if you go, he told Paul, hey, you know, the prophesying over Paul, and say, hey, if you go over there, they're going to arrest you, man, they're going to put you in jail. But Paul went anyways because he felt that he was supposed to go. But the only way to have that kind of, be that in tune is to have this really intimate relationship with Holy Spirit. That even when somebody else tells you, I felt like the Holy Spirit told me maybe you shouldn't go that way. But you yourself, you can hear in your heart with the relationship you have like, I really am supposed to go there. Paul did go. Even though it's going to be trouble for him. And he knew he was going to be trouble for him. Do you think all those trials that Paul went through that he lists down in 2 Corinthians? When he, you know, shipwrecked, stoned, and said that house flogged three times. Almost to death. This is Paul. 
Do you think that he can say all those things and go through all those things and still at the end of the day be in fellowship with the Lord without the help of the Holy Spirit? It's impossible for a human being to go through such trauma and such pain. But still at the end, him say, I know this much. I'm not forsaken. Though I've been robbed many times, I'm not forsaken. Who whispers those things to him in that time when he's laying in his bed with his badges tore up completely? Because he just will receive lushes and he's about to die and he's laying in bed going, I'm about to die. Who's whispering those things to him? The only companion that the father gave. Who's who? Holy Spirit. The constant comforter, as Jesus said, the constant helper, as Jesus said. The constant friend. The Father urges you to get to know Holy Spirit in a deeper way than you know now. Because there's a time in coming, as it says in Isaiah, you will hear what? A voice behind it telling you, walk this way. There's a reason for that. There is times I've been at a stoplight and you turn green and I heard a voice say, do not go. The next thing I know, big old 18 and will a blue rap. Those are little promptings that the Holy Spirit gives you. It's little promptings. Little impressions. Sometimes it's not that big. It's not like somebody here with a two by four. Now, there's those times he hit you with a two by four. But at times it's just a still small voice that just says, ah, don't go. Amen? So that was what is in the Father's heart this morning. Is... Be in fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Get to know him intimately. Talk to him. Like, talk to him. Say, reveal yourself, Holy Spirit. I want to know you more. Each morning, say, Holy Spirit, leave me. Holy Spirit, open the scriptures to me. Holy Spirit, should I take the job or not take the job? All the jobs I've been in is usually the Holy Spirit giving me dreams saying, yes, I want you to be there. No, I don't want you to be there. The Holy Spirit will take you places because he desires to take you places. He is an adventurer. He is full of adventure. And he loves people like crazy. He's crazy over humankind. You're going to be crazy enough to want to come and leave down here. I'm just saying that was, <laughs> that was Bob Jones' testimony. When he died, and he was standing against, and he was finally seeing Jesus, and he could look at Jesus' eyes, and Jesus was not going to let him in, not because he had sinned or anything like that, but he said, oh, your time is not yet. But he looked at Jesus and said, ah. But he was looking at all these people in a convertible, just dropping right into Peter hell. And he looked at Jesus' eyes, and Jesus said, you know, I, I do want you to go back. And he said, but there's so much pain down there, I don't want to go. That was his response. There's too much pain, I don't want to go. But, but he said, for one soul, Lord, because that's dear to you, I'm going back. There's no way Billy Graham will do what he does and all the stuff that he did without Holy Spirit companionship. No way. Amen? Here's the last thing that I want to mention that will be done. It says this. For the kingdom of God, this is Romans 14, 17. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of what? Eating or drink, but 
living a life of some versions say righteousness, but this one says goodness and peace and in there is no way of having the kingdom without who Holy Spirit, because the kingdom is about Holy Spirit, like He. He encompasses it. Like the kingdom itself is in Holy Spirit. Let me put it that way. The kingdom of God is in Holy Spirit. It's not Holy Spirit in the kingdom. That doesn't mean the kingdom existed before Holy Spirit, which is crazy. Okay. Maybe that one. God leaves us hard time, right? Eternity exists in him. It doesn't mean that God exists in eternity. Eternity exists in God. It's a different perspective. We, we got to get that part. It's important we get that part. That the kingdom is in Holy Spirit. So you can't access the Holy Spirit without. I mean, you can't access the kingdom without. No way. No way. Here's it. Get to know him deeply. Amen. So I'm just, just standing and I'm going to pray for you guys unless somebody else has got something to say. Byron, anybody know? You know, while, while you're standing, uh, I was asking the Lord about hearing him. Um, and how do you know, Lord? Because I want people to, in this church to, to hear God speak to them and know that it's God speaking to them. And I was just sitting out here thinking about that before Marley started preaching, and he just told us to answer. He said, you know, read those, all those scriptures in Acts that the Holy Spirit said, the Holy Spirit resisted. All these things is having a relationship with the Holy Spirit. This, this is not a magical thing. And it doesn't take a special person to hear God, to have visions or whatever, however God chooses to reveal in himself and reveal his intent to you. It takes a relationship with a person, and that person is the Holy Spirit. And it's an encouragement from the Lord because all of you, as if you're born again, as Marlon said, you have the Spirit. You have the Spirit. And so you can hear the Lord if you'll allow this relationship to happen. Entonces puedes oír al Señor si permites que esta relación ocurra. Porque Él quiere hablar contigo. Y revelarse a sí mismo a ti. Y esto es lo que yo creo que es lo que estamos recibiendo hoy. Que el Espíritu de Dios ha sido dado a nosotros para que podamos conocer al Padre y al Hijo y podamos saber qué hacer con nuestras vidas y podamos entender y conocer lo que Él está haciendo para que nosotros podamos entender lo que nosotros tenemos que hacer. Entonces pidamos al Espíritu Santo que nos ayude en esta mañana porque Él es nuestro ayudador. Tú eres You're the helper. Ayúdanos. I need you to help me. Dile, necesito que me ayudes. I don't, I'm not supposed to strive at this. No, no se supone que yo debo luchar con esto. I'm not supposed to work at this. Yo, no se supone que yo deba trabajar por esto. You've invited me into a relationship. Me has invitado a tener una relación contigo. And today I'm saying yes to the relationship. Y yo digo hoy sí a esta relación. Which means I'm going to hear from you. Que significa yo voy a oír de ti. And you're going to talk to me. Y me vas a hablar. 
Yeah. And you're going to somehow let me know it's you. Y de alguna manera me vas a saber, hacer saber que eres tú. And I'm going to learn what your voice is like. Y voy a aprender a saber cuál es tu voz. And I'm going to learn the language of heaven. Y voy a aprender el lenguaje celestial. Not because I'm smart. No porque yo soy inteligente. Not because I'm particularly gifted. No, no porque yo sea dotado de algún don. But because of you. Por, va a ser por tu causa and I'm a son, porque yo soy un hijo and I'm being led by your spirit. y soy guiado por el Espíritu Santo so I have a right to the language. entonces yo tengo derecho a este lenguaje and I have a right to the voice. y te, tengo derecho a escuchar esta voz and I say yes to the voice. y yo digo sí a esta voz In Jesus name. en el nombre de Jesús yeah. oh sweet Lord yes oh. yes Just put your hands up and just say, yes, Holy Spirit. I desire you, Holy Spirit. That you will lead me all the days of my life, Holy Spirit. I accept you as the God who's going to lead me to all truth. And reveal every intention of the Father towards me. And I'll be able to see into the kingdom. And I'll be able to see into the Father's heart. And I'll be able to tap into the full inheritance that I have in Christ. Because you're with me. To teach me. And to lead me into all truth. Amen. 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 So we have the ministry team come up. Tenemos al equipo de ministerio que pase. And if you want any further prayer, please come up and avail si yourself for this opportunity. Oración para...